So, uh, Parker, you see that we're ranked number two going oh, into the. I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly excited about that, and I'm actually pretty happy about uh, facing Georgia. Uh, I think the only other optimal potential person we could have we could have gone against in the bowl game would have been uh, probably Miami, just because of how absolutely terrible their offense is. But you know, pickers like at least we're not facing Clemson or Bama, so. Yeah, which I mean that that's that's good. I I would have liked for the committee to shut out Bama because oh absolutely I, I, they're if, Bama. Like okay, I want to say this right now: Texas University of Texas, Austin, Texas, literal hell. That that is the ninth circle of hell. Um, <laughs> fucking Dante's <laughs> political enemies are in ice, stuck with um the devil there. But no, it's not a segue. Actually, it's not a segue. That's how I feel about Texas. Motherfuck Texas. Hook them horns, right. my ass. Go suck a, a fat bag of dicks. Um, but As a little bit of context, I was in Texas for the majority of this weekend judging a speech and debate tournament. Carl and I were both in the activity. And um, Carl, this will actually make you very proud. We, As we got into Texas in the SUV I was driving in, the head coach for Cassidy, who I, I judge for here in Oklahoma, uh, decided to hang in a Blake Bell jersey from his window and play boomer sooner from the Austin city limits until we got to the center of our hotel, which took about 25 minutes because of how bad construction and traffic was. So granted hearing boomer sooner on repeat blaringly loud, you know, that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like my hurt my ears a little bit, you know what I mean? But necessarily it was pretty great to see, you know, the reactions of people walking around, not only that, but in the middle of the restaurant, we were eating out of the last night, some frat, frat boys walk up to Tommy in his full uh, OU garb, right? And they're like, oh, you, so you, 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 you're just walking around a proud OU fan in Austin, huh? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know? Like, we, we decided to do something new this year and get number two. Like, you know, y'all should try some new things, like getting into bowl games. You know, like, <laughs> what if this is the last bowl game y'all were in? You know, the, the, uh, all, the, the 2000 uh, All-State Aflac, you know, which, 20, whatever bowl? Uh, no, like like, like some bowl that's sponsored by, like, a mom and pop store in, like, Winnebago, Minnesota or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> and they lost to Arkansas like by like 25 30 points. It was pretty incredible. And that was like 4 or 5 years ago. So uh, it it shut him up for the for the rest of the night, but that was that was pretty phenomenal to just talk. he wasn't even like salty about it or anything, you know? He just I mean, they can't how how is a Texas fan going to be mad at an OU fan these days because right now they just have to be like, "Yeah, well, um it's not really a shootout anymore. It's more you shooting us. That's uh, that's what the Red River River rivalry has become. Um. <laughs> For the last couple of years, we've had some questionable performances and losses to Texas, you know. But yeah, but happens. But, I mean, come on, you you saw this year's game, okay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This year, no. I it be and I I could definitely attest to being on campus and be it being just as nauseating of an experience as I can as I can take for it was a struggle for most of the week. I mean I every time I I've been to UT I've been what I think twice actually debating at that tournament you were judging um you know just Mm -hmm. being seeing the buildings you know being near the campus and stuff it just it makes it makes a true Oklahoman queasy you know it's upsetting The thing that I did love, though, is they, on the campus corner of UT, they have a uh, L. Ron Hubbard Church of Scientology. Yeah, yeah, they have it. Yeah, yeah. It's like directly across the street from campus. <laughs> yeah, we were walking past the thing on the way to go eat one day, and uh, Tommy was like, yeah, move along. We can't stop here. They, they were trying to have us give up, fill out surveys or whatever. And he was like, these are high school children. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> 
He should have been like, okay, kids, let's all go get our thetans checked. We're a bunch of debate, and then just, you know, throw some weird debate bullshit at the Scientology people and be like, uh, why does Tom Cruise get aroused by dancing on couches, huh? Answer me that, Scientology. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, that was absolutely beautiful. Oh. But the rest of the campus is garbage. Just love the church. Yeah. But what I was saying, what I was saying is that no matter how much I goddamn hate Texas, and that should be clear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I despise the fact that everybody thinks Alabama is this fucking stunningly good football program. Alabama dude, is good. Dude. Alabama is really good. I will be the first person to admit it. But. I just wanted them to be left out of the top four, A, because I don't want them in the final again pretty much ever, and B, like if we would have gotten somebody like Ohio State, you know, even was even I understand Wisconsin got smashed, you know what I mean, by, by Ohio State, but it... Still, it's, it's part of this SEC, you know, as Bob Stoops We don't need two it, SEC teams. The, the SEC is football fucking propaganda, right? The SEC <laughs> is straight up Nazi propaganda, in my, in, in my, in my opinion, if, if I'm being straight up on it, right? Total bullshit, and the only reason that there are, that it is like it is is because everyone thinks the SEC is better than it is. And what I want to see is Baker Mayfield go and plant two flags in the goddamn <laughs> semis and in the final, and then I want him to look in the camera and say, "If you go to an SEC school, eat my asshole." That's what I. Not see. only that, but like I actually thoroughly appreciated how uh, erect Adam got at the thought of being able to go to California and sneak his way into the Rose Bowl. So <laughs> he's 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 very excited about that after I saw him <laughs> yesterday for the for the walk. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home. In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Many a page of life has turned Many a lesson I have learned Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong Way down yonder in the Indian nation Ride my pony on the reservation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born now we're down yonder in the Indian nation The cowboy's life is my occupation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born I'm Carl Roberts. I'm Parker Nelson. And this is Red Star over Oklahoma. We are a small political and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. Like we said last week, Adam is off studying for law school final, so it's going to be me doing all the production and running the show and all that. Um, I apologize in advance, everybody. It is going to be shittier quality. That's a promise. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And I apologize that I have to be here in lieu of Adam. So, you Well, know, you know what, Parker? We're just happens. happy you could be on the show, because otherwise it'd just be me by myself doing the show. And like, I think I would work myself up into some weird, strange, <laughs> contorted pretzel shit just yelling yeah. so much that like we'd have to take me to a hospital to get me on tape. yeah regurgitating uh, all these like just fiery sp- uh, spicy if you even uh, news articles just straight into the microphone somehow maybe even deep throating your mic you know who knows <laughs> i don't know how i'd do that with my fucking headphones <laughs> that's fair I w- that's fair I-, I would find a way <laughs> i've been known to get mad you know let's put it that way <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh but we we got a we got a great show for you guys uh if only because america has decided to turn itself into a third world country (laughs) flaming ball of shit i don't even (laughs) understand yeah we i was sitting in we we were uh uh, because obviously this debate tournament right i'm sitting in my hotel room 
uh, with one of the assistant debate coaches, and we're cutting uh, one of the arguments in debate that we cut all the time is, is politics dissents. Yes, I'm sure you're aware. I'm not going to sit here and try to explain the totality of debate for your listeners, policy debate that we, we engage in, but we have uh, arguments it, it, predicated oh, upon the midterm election, right? Debate's and trying just weird. To, that, that's all anybody needs to say, and especially the kind of debate Parker does. It's just fucking yeah, weird. It, yeah, if you if we would have recapped this thirty minute rant I went on about a round I judged prior to this episode, but um, regardless, we were following very very closely the Senate the Senate bill that passed like around one thirty to two o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning or on Saturday morning. It, it is an absolute shit show, and all of the amendments that were potentially passed, like it it, it well, and I mean I mean was not very good. We, we we're we're gonna get to that, but. The- mm-hmm. The really shocking thing that I think came out during during the tournament was uh, Michael Flynn, professional like like actually, if anyone is Sterling Archer, it is Michael <laughs> Flynn because he's such a that? bad spy that he's literally telling <laughs> everyone he's a spy the whole fucking time. Which like that's not that's what a true. spy does. Um, <laughs> and he uh, <laughs> he has a uh, pled taken a plea deal. Um, Mm-hmm. Which is a really big deal. Uh, j- just throwing down some basics before we before we go go into this. Um, so he he pled on Friday, uh, guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak uh, last December. Um, and this is a really big deal because a lot of the other people have been like kind of small fish, you know? Right, and right. Not- I mean they. Eh, not the smallest of fish. They hit the former campaign chairman like Paul Manafort, you know? Yeah, yeah, but. All they hit, like, Manafort Papadopoulos, in, you know? Yeah, Papadopoulos wasn't in the White House, and, and Manafort has been I mean, He was a foreign in... policy advisor to Trump campaign, but, you know. Yeah, and that's it, important. It, um, yeah, for sure. For sure. It was, it was some, some of Trump's advice, but I feel you. It wasn't anybody that was near, like, necessarily as close to, as close to President Trump. Yeah, you know? and, and, and Manafort also is, is getting hit for stuff that he did, like, way back in 2006. So, True. like he's not getting hit the for laundering of billions of dollars to overseas shell companies, you know. Yeah, totally it, it, not something that Trump would endorse. And like just like pissing on Ukraine until a civil war started there. Um, Fair enough. But but Michael Flynn, uh, it is getting in trouble for actual real adult shit because he right. was doing stuff. Um, ABC put out this report that got retracted. That's not true. That Trump saying that Trump told Michael Flynn during the campaign to contact the Russians. That could have happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But right now, we don't know that that happened. And that's not true. Right, that's from right. floating around. Um, but what he... Was that predicated on a, on, a, on, a, on a source that just ABC would, would refuse to release? Or yeah, they just had some... Was that just pure fabrication? I mean, they said, oh, we, we have an anonymous source or something, which is always like, oh, okay. Course. Like, if I called up ABC and said, like, I don't know. I Donald, mean, at least they're, they're at least they're, they're actually fake news now. You know, like they're at the very least they're actually being fake news, which I think is it's, you know it's all been fake news the whole time. I think that's important. I don't <laughs> trust any of the mainstream news in the U.S. I don't trust any news, honestly. Um, but that's fair. That's but the fair. thing, the was big, more of a joke, but you know, I I take that seriously. <laughs> it's part of why Adam and I started the show because we we want a good news source. You know, mm. not that we're good. We're actually pretty bad. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fair. Um, but so the thing, the, the big deal with Flynn is that a lot of these charges seem to relate to stuff that was going on when he was the national security 
uh, advisor, I think, is the position he had in the White House, right? And he, oh, yeah, he, absolutely. He was uh, he was appointed in November, right? He then yeah. supposedly spoke with uh, Sergei Kislyak, who was uh, one of the Russian ambassadors to work against the sanctions of the Obama administration to put on the Russians, right, in December? I think that's um, that's pretty much all I, I know about it, because Obama, they... they Put on put sanctions on them right before he left office, right in 2016. Yeah, yeah, before. because Obama was like, "Oh shit, you all have been doing this. Trump won. Holy fuck, what the goddamn shit is happening?" Right? Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, and but I thought it did. Didn't did you do something else with the uh, with like trying to block whatever that UN Israel juncture thing? Yeah. I remember hearing something about it, but I haven't been following the Flynn investigation as closely as I should have been. So uh, there was a vote that Obama was going to let happen in the Security Council. Um, mm -hmm. condemning Israeli settlements in the West Bank, right? And this is a really right, big deal right. because the United States... Okay, I, I'll explain this and then I'm going to say some stuff that I think is really important, right? Um, but right. so the U.S. has always shielded Israel. Israel has always voted with the U.S. even though Israel has no meaningful vote in uh, the U.N. You know, it just has a normal vote, whereas we have a Security Council veto. Um, right. And so Flynn was saying, hey, kiss the act. We will work with you about removing those sanctions that Obama has put on you if you will do what we want you to do on this Israeli settlement vote, right? And, right. you know, China and Russia form this axis, not so much of allies, and axis is a bit of a strong word, form this um, group of people that are in agreement that fuck Western countries, essentially, right? Oh, and absolutely. So yeah. They, like, yeah. normally wouldn't support this, and so the trade, essentially, that was said was, you all will vote how we want you to vote in this UN security deal. You all will back off, just let everything be calm. And mm -hmm. then the Trump administration will take those sanctions off. Um, no, absolutely. And, and one of the really big deals, uh, that it, one of the big implications here is that Pence, Sessions, and Jared Kushner, all three very important people in the White House, were part of the transition team. So right. what we might see coming up because of this is some kind of implication that they've been involved in that. But what I want to say, what, what I think is the most important and interesting thing in this whole goddamn story, right? Right. What, what is utterly ridiculous is that Bibi Netanyahu gets mad that Obama is saying, hey, maybe the U.S. should do sometimes things that are in the interest of, say, human rights, or not exclusively act as... A protector of Israel in the international community yeah. from that's like, an Israel fanboy, right? And so everyone's reporting on this, you know. Oh my God, the Russians! How did they meddle with our election? Holy fuck, this is crazy. We've talked about this before, okay? We meddle with everybody's right. elections. There, there is no more. It's actually basis on that episode. Yeah, well, we've done it in like so many episodes <laughs> at this point. But we had that really long, awesome episode about right. Facebook and how you know Russians meddling in our election should not be the big deal, right? And I want to come back to this. Russians meddling in the election should not be the big deal because no one is asking the question why Bibi Netanyahu gets to call the president-elect and say, uh, can you all talk with Russia to stop this thing that's bad for Israel from happening? Everyone just acts like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> what, what is that if not meddling? If, if fucking Germany called us up, or if, I don't know, Spain, not Germany, a country that's less powerful, right? Let's go with, like, U.S. ally, but not terribly important. I don't know. Canada, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Why does it always have to be directed at Canada? Okay, mother. Number one. <laughs> no, it's all right. They're fire at him. I'm fine. Okay, they're fine with it. Everybody likes to act like Canada is fucking cool and dope and shit. Go ask the First Nations of Canada if they think there's any goddamn difference between the U.S. and Canada. They will tell you, no, those imperialist motherfuckers are bastards. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like, fuck Canada. But if Canada, if fucking Justin True Dick called up somebody in the White House and said, oh my god, you have to use your veto on the Security Council to do what we want for Canadian foreign policy interests, you motherfucker. People would be like, what the fuck, Canada? You don't get to do that. That is so inappropriate. (laughs) Definitely is not not in accordance with, you know, at the very least, respecting, like, agency, you know what I mean, an autonomy of, of particular countries. But I... I don't, I don't really know how I stand on it in terms... I mean, once again, I with with all of the... I, I, I know where I stand on the Israeli-Palestinian, you know, sentiment with that regard, but in, well, in terms of trying to affect American politics, and at the very least having access directly to, like, you know, the president or, or president's advisors, you know what I mean? I definitely disagree with. So. Well, yeah, and I don't even have, like, a fundamental problem. Like, of course they're going to try to affect our policy, you know? That's been a right. consistent line that the show has had when it comes to Russia, is it, that's what great powers do even if russia is probably now just a regional power um but still like that's what powers try to do with each other and it's only natural like okay israel is going to try to defend its interests but you read this fucking new york times story that we've we've got as the the basis for this today right Mm -hmm. and and they mention that that's one of the things and it just goes like under the radar as like oh yeah that's just accepted that's normal that's not interfering with american political processes and i even understand on some like jared kushner is jewish and okay right and it's it's not like it's not too far off base i mean for (laughs) for the typical american sentiment historically right since the 1940s when we even established the shit after world war ii you know what i mean we've always been like a defender and arbiter of israel and tied it into the right-wing war hawks you know when it comes to uh, as as a defense of Christianity, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's I mean, with uh, with all of our Islamophobic rhetoric and whatnot, this sort of uh, passive given to Israel is, I, I don't think it's very surprising. Well, yeah, and, and like the, the shitbag conservatism, like neo-fascist oh, bullshit that Donald Trump represents in the U.S., you know, is something that Bibi Netanyahu was doing. Like, he grew up in New York and was a political guy in New York right in mm-hmm. in the 80s so like they probably you know know each other personally from when they were like ah central park five should be executed that sounds cool we're racist that's actually just who we are and we're okay with that um right right, right. but it's just, what a- like like what i find so fucking annoying about this story is that that just slips in you know that slipped in i very much very much understand and and it's just kind of like you know I don't like that the Russians meddled with our election but the u.s doesn't get to complain about that and also like okay, it's going to happen in, in the shit world we live in. So, like, right. what, you know... As, as a counterpoint, right, what do you... What do you oh, I guess not much more a counterpoint, just much of an, adi- an addition to it. Um, what do you think about um, the little... The tenants of Flynn disclosing that the Turkish government had paid him more than half a million dollars to represent his interest in, like, a dispute with the U.S. in this sort of... Uh, after he got fired by Obama, you know what I mean, in his sort of... I, I shouldn't call it a lobbying firm, you know. But, but that's what that it other, is. I mean, other... That's all lobbying is, is that, like, you had a job on Capitol Hill and you don't want to do public service because actually you just give a shit about getting rich. And so you know everybody. And so you have like a Rolodex with all their phone numbers, right? And so Absolutely. then you just tell other people you're going to work for them. Except the funny thing, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. The funny thing Editing about there. Flynn with that. <laughs> no, that stays in. Burp stays in. <laughs> all right. Warts and all. We're, we're, pro, we're, we're, we're pro burp here at Red Star. <laughs> uh, you know, no body shaming. Uh, burps are a bodily function. 
Um, um, but but <laughs> the the really funny story about that uh, Turkish government thing with Glenn is that they mm-hmm. also offered him a shit ton of money to try to kidnap Gulen. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, like Michael Flynn. <laughs> I swear to Michael God. Michael Flynn is, is now actually a Sterling Archer. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally. <laughs> and, like, the Turkish government is not ISIS, but the Turkish government likes ISIS, you know? Right, like, right. You know, like, they, they might as well be ISIS. And, 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 and I, I mean that in both senses, right? Like, Mallory Archer's spy company, but also, <laughs> also the terrorist organization. Um, you know, Very like, what is crazier than that? Then, like, this guy didn't tell the government, which is apparently just standard behavior for people in D.C., that he was working for the Turk, for for fucking Erdogan, like, the human shit stain that is the president of Turkey, who, like, almost has a Hitler stash. Like, (laughs) that he didn't tell them that, and then got offered money to kidnap, (laughs) like, um... (laughs) If Erdogan's Trotsky, that now runs a system of, like, uh, charter schools in the U.S. that basically say you should murder women that don't wear the hijab, and that's like the school, and we let him do that here. <laughs> oh, that's that's always uh, we were talking about education, and you know, as, as our as our debate resolution, that's got to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, somebody somebody should write a fucking K that's like uh, the U.S. lets some crazy Islamist guy teach schools and protects him from extra extradition to Turkey. Even though Turkey is a NATO ally, like what the what? And then Turkey tries to hire. F- you know, conservative Sterling Archer to to get him up. What the hell <laughs> conservative is Sterling Archer. I mean, Sterling Archer's already pretty conservative. He, he's 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 a complex character. I'll give him that. Indeed, um, indeed. What it, well, what it, one other thing, right? And in addition to um, sort of, we're talking about um, uh, back to Flynn, right? In terms of, um, does this give any more credibility or credence to uh, Trump's fought, like the obstruction of justice potential against Trump? Do you think? Yeah, this I'm not is... getting too overly optimistic, but he literally tweeted uh, two days ago uh, on Saturday at 11:14 um, that I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. He has pled guilty to those lies. It is a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful. There was nothing to hide, right? So he I mean... not only not only does like. Trump not understand that the lies he told you are not the lies he is in trouble for, right? I, I, but I think the thing but, with obstruction of justice, though, and getting Trump, like, is that at the end of the day, how do you prove that? Like, Comey says, "Oh, I did this." Trump is going to say, "No, I didn't say this." No recording or anything of it. Right. Um, and fundamentally. Like, you'd have to go through impeachment, and then he'd have to get tried in the Senate. And it's not going to happen. That takes a shit ton of votes in the Senate to get through. Like, 67 votes, I think it is, to get through the Senate. Yeah, it's, it's two-thirds. To convict um, on an impeachment stuff. And, you know, it's not going to happen. And Donald Trump is going to walk away Scott's free. I, I mean, if somebody in fucking Alabama can get away with being a literal pedophile... Just because yeah. he's got an R next to his name, who is gonna, who, who in the Republican base is gonna give a flying fuck about the fact that Donald Trump probably got his hands dirty with Russia? Right. You know? what, what are my one of my favorite uh, 
things that I saw, I don't know, I think I sent you a Snapchat of it, was uh, this chick on one of the Fox News panels, right, that uh, it was, for some reason it was on my television. Um, and I had to rewind it because I, 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 it, I just couldn't understand what had actually happened. Uh, because she, she said a statement that I think is a general truism. Right. One that is uh, the Republicans should put up a candidate that doesn't have any child, you know, child abuse allegations or sexual sexual abuse towards children allegations. I thought that was like I thought that was like, yeah, you know, there's there's really no combating that. And then I forget which even Fox News contributor that was hosting the program just was like, well, let me ask you about uh, Bill Clinton's sexual allegations. And like just the, the amount of whataboutisms nearly made my head explode. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, OK, yeah, Bill Clinton probably raped Juanita Broderick and should not be in the public eye anymore. The end. OK, that's uh, it's cool. not like an eye for an eye, bro, <laughs> especially when it mm. like like uh, w- w- we gladly condemn all of that, um, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, I mean. And I think this is actually a pretty good segue to our next national story, um, which you already mentioned, is a tax plan. And it's basically, like, what I mean by good segue is this fucking Reddit post that's been going around from our conservative where some guy was like, you know, I'm having trouble explaining to my immigrant wife why I'm so happy about them tacking, passing this tax plan, but it's really great. It's going to hurt me and I'm going to pay more taxes in the end, but still, they finally fucking did it. <sighs> which is just, like, galaxy brain <laughs> politics where it's like, I literally The amount of know... cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Well, yeah, and like I literally know that I'm voting against my own interest, but it makes me happy. Um, mm. But like that's the reason that's a thing is because, uh, and I had this experience too that I'm going to talk about in a bit, uh, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Talking to a Democratic friend here, like it is just like what we open the show about. You know, I am pro OU till then. Oh, dogmatism for you days. Know, sooner born, sooner bred, and when I die, I'll be sooner dead. Sure, okay, I'm an OU fan. But that's sports ball, okay? Th- that doesn't mean anything. I was super mad about Joe Mixon uh, punching someone that we actually, Adam, you, me, and I all personally know, right? Like, indeed, indeed. I, I'm super unhappy about that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, there's sports, blah, blah, blah. But people are like that when it comes to politics. And, and, and this. Oh, tax- yeah. And I mean, they give, they give, as many people give Roy Moore a, a check mark, right, as they give. Joe Mixon a check mark because he's good at sports ball, yeah. right? For the R next to his name, and I mean it is necessarily the same thing. But uh, the thing that bugs me the most, right? Um, and not to go all super, ther- you know, not that you're my therapist or anything, but like I can see this integral in parts of my family where I, I don't understand as to how people create or like like make their predicate their identity right on one or two particular notions, right? Like my parents are extremely. Uh, Republican, like, like extremely conservative, backwoods, God-fearing, no drink, no smoke, alcohol, no, no drink, alcohol, smoke. <laughs> uh, no smoke, alcohol, just, drink, weed. In, indeed. No, no drink, weed, smoke, alcohol, even cigarettes or anything like that. They're, they're very much so God-fearing Christians that I, I obviously have a number of hypocritical notions, but those are very singular things that they predicate their identity around to the point where it's unquestionable. Does that make sense? Like any time I try to bring any type of uh, factual relevance or just even the lack in and of itself of the ability to critically analyze or okay. have sort of problem solving skills when it comes to evaluations of things. This is like build- this is a super important point, right? What you're saying mm-hmm. right now. And I, you right. know, I know everybody listening is like, who the fuck cares about Parker's family? And like, OK, be right. nice, Parker, I mean- he's a friend of the show. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> but also like one of the biggest themes of this 
insane, like starve poor people to death tax plans is that it is predicated upon this utterly mythological idea, like right up there with like Zeus's head getting cut in half and, a, and Athena jumping out of it idea <laughs> that the increase in economic activity from cutting taxes on companies, on big corporations and the rich will generate $1.5 trillion in tax revenue. Not only right? that, but those are conservative estimates, right? And what blew my mind the most, right, when cutting these policy updates for debate was that didn't they pass some type of resolution that if anything is – if it's not, like, revenue neutral, that they have to get up to 60 votes for the plan? And then to counteract that, right – and I know we have we have a, a little bit here to talk about um, the how – I mean, everybody knows Republicans are full of shit, but necessarily how ideologically inconsistent they are when it comes to them trying to take – like these, these, these optimistic projected future, like, like, like expected revenue of the next year and these projected numbers, which were highly discredited by many nonpartisan, literally by you know, every single, like literally the, every the closest anyone got to saying, because they're saying, right, that, oh, the, the normal number is the deficit will increase by $1.5 trillion. The most conservative is that estimate is that it will increase by $1 trillion. And Republicans are literally saying, that by cutting taxes, you know, by cutting the corporation tax from 35 to 20%, by doing it entirely away with the, so, um, with the inheritance tax, which is the death tax, and yes, we should tax dead rich people, I'm 100% for that, we should tax them so hard that they die again, um, but, you know, like... <laughs> Make sure that any future revival is impossible, even if we get reincarnated purposes scientifically. Yeah, they, they should be turned into ash so that never again will they have to disgrace the planet by existing, um, but, but, you know, they're saying that somehow, by reducing the amount of money the government takes in, Mm -hmm. There will be so much growth generated that from income tax, from property tax, or whatever the fuck kind of tax they're leaving in, which is essentially just raising taxes by 2027 for everybody that makes less than $75,000 a year. They're saying Absolutely. that somehow there will be so much economic growth that this minimum $1 trillion budget hole will be filled, right? Which is, right. Which is literally a religious belief, right? It's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah, what literally. you said. It's and like, not only I, that, I but the cannot... amount of backsliding. Well, yeah, it's like they, they for some reason believe this idea. Look at what happened when we started doing that under Reagan. Massive deficit, just massive deficits. Look at that under Bush. I think Bush. they've already forgotten the Iraq war, you know what I yeah. mean, where they didn't pay for that. They didn't pay for a number of tax cuts already given out. Obama was forced to extend those tax cuts to get any sort of bipartisanship done. And also, I'm, you know, because okay. he's still just as much, he's still just as much of a neoliberal as anybody else is. Like, don't let me, like, bastionize Obama. Yeah, he, he literally you know, passed the Heritage Foundation's plan to keep America from getting, like, modern health care, which is the only reason, like, anyone who's like, oh my god, 13... So 13 million people are supposedly going to lose health care because of this tax plan. Mm -hmm. More than 25 million people don't have health care right now because Obamacare is so terrible, right? Right, right. I mean, very much so. <clears throat> but, but like, another point about that is this whole democratic idea of bipartisanship, right? Like, and, and this is a really important argument I got into, the really important thing that I mentioned earlier about how I got into an argument with, with my democratic friend here, right? And it was a really heated mm -hmm. argument. Because he was like, you know, democracy is about compromise. It's about coming together and work together. No, it's fucking not. Okay? Everybody, it really isn't. Like, these people have no beliefs, right? <laughs> they, they literally do not believe any of this shit. 
it is literally magical thinking that they will produce that money. And they have spent the whole time saying, oh my god, we can't have social security, oh my god, we can't have Obamacare because it's going to massively drive up the federal debt. Oh no, it's totally unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, shit it's about the definition that. of cherry picking, man. Like, it's, it's not only that, but in terms of the amount of backsliding where they absolutely shut all over the Democratic Party and their entire campaign they ran on was national debt. You know, and then have the audacity to just like throw it by the wayside. I don't even remember what we we had an article on it as well from Vox that uh, just some of the Democratic senators were talking about why why should we give a shit about what the Congressional Budget Office says in the future? And that's like I I, I feel you know I feel you when you call policy debate bullshit policy debate bullshit. Uh, but we have one of our central tenets of policy debate as as emulating like role play like like role playing policymakers in the future right that's what debate is supposed to prepare you for but we also have an argument called the race to the bottom in which case it it generates this sort of arbitrary uh discounting of fact and slash or just who can kind of outdo one another in terms of bullshit right and that seems to be what's going on here and it can definitely be a very dangerous and slippery slope all the way down to oh well who gives a fuck about facts i mean we've already reached that point you know what i mean with but news, I, I i mean i think but... it's important i think it's important to say that like this whole okay we should actually take the congressional you know the congressional research office and that kind of shit seriously right they produce good right. work and so on but but we should not give a fuck about the deficit right people on the left if they're going to say oh my god you know these programs are going to massively increase the deficit like part of why they do this right now why they want to pass this tax plan is because then in 2020 when there's a massively ballooning federal deficit they could say oh no we have to cut social security and medicare and medicaid and, and make sure poor people die sooner than they would otherwise because that's Absolutely. the only way to get rid of the deficit even though it's like no you all cause this but most importantly democrats should, should say uh, fuck the deficit i give no shits about the deficit free fucking harvard for every free American, everything. free healthcare for every American, free housing. Who cares how expensive it is? We will just, you know, it doesn't matter. You all never again can a Republican say, I care about the deficit if they voted yeah, for this, absolutely. right? Absolutely not. And, one of the and what, what hurt me the most is that, you know what I mean, the people, like <laughs> what they, the little that, that, they, that they had to concede in order to get some of the Republicans and, and others to flip on this shit. You know what I mean? Like, Susan Collins ended up flipping who I thought would be a who'd hold out pretty hard. Like Ted Cruz got that amendment, which I don't think is the worst that he, you know what I mean? The amendment that he got passed for 10 K a year from tax advantage savings accounts to fund tuition at private and real, even though it was religious schools as well. But you know, it's certain educational expenses for homeschool students. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But then again, you know, when it comes to indoctrinating your own children, why the fuck not give them tax breaks? Well, I think most importantly to me, you know, Jambly Tambly Inhoff, of course, voted for this bill because if a Republican Jeez. says, hey, Jambly Tambly, cut off your nutsack and put it in your mouth, he'll do it because he, all he gives a shit is, he, about is doing what rich people, what makes, you know, rich people happy. But Langford, who was run on deficit hawk bullshit the entire time, who's been like, oh my God, deficit's bad, we're spending more than we take in. And I don't understand that uh, how uh, homeworks is different how you know the economy of a, of a family works is different from that of a country that prints money right which is in, in, incredibly stupid he ended up right. voting yes for it and he he literally ran on being a deficit hawk and mm -hmm. and it's like okay senator langford what do you actually believe because you don't seem to believe anything i i don't know you're probably not a fucking christian then huh because you, you say, oh, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus shit. Well, clearly your beliefs don't relate to how you behave. Your beliefs have Absolutely. nothing to do with the important things.
that you do? What did yeah, you vote? And I mean, we're we're not even. I mean, I don't even think we need to bring in there. I mean, obviously, if he ran on a campaign of national debt and that being bullshit, is definitely a hurt hurts his ethos. But when it comes to, I guess it's probably bad of me to evaluate to just write off Republicans as and their beliefs and their platforms in which they run on. But well, I, I, mean, I really wish that Trump quote was true from people magazine that circulated way back when they tried to discredit him they were like republicans are morons and i could run yeah. on their ticket in order to get to where it is and i, I yeah. well i i think i think there's some truth to the fact that like republicans will say fucking anything to cut taxes to do the more intense class warfare that the democrats want to they will lie through their goddamn lizard ass teeth to do anything <laughs> uh, to cut taxes for corporations and the rich it doesn't matter if it helps people it doesn't matter none of it matters Right? One of the they things will come up that with I'm any reason under the fucking sun to push that shit through, and they will oh, not absolutely. give a flying fuck about what yeah. they said before. One of the things that I'm, I am particularly, and a lot of um, our, our fellow academics are very upset about that came through in the Senate bill, um, uh, was that it well, well, it's not, it wasn't in the Senate bill, but it was in the House bill, and it's very likely that it will get added to the Senate bill as well. That'll add a new tax on tuition waivers. For graduate students, graduate students yeah. and which other is, students, you know what I mean? So, which, which is, could make like getting a PhD nearly unaffordable to many people just because they had the ability to write off a lot of those things and apply it to either, you know what I mean, their tuition or the schools weren't overly, you know what I mean, the universities weren't overly burdened by these, by, by types of taxes on it. And now they're not going to be able to offer those types of programs to people. Uh, a buddy of mine who's incredibly smart. Uh, he graduated the, with an undergraduate degree in philosophy. He's now out in out in Utah, and he just messaged me the other day saying that he doesn't he doesn't know how he's going to end up finishing his PhD. You know what I mean? Without some sort of outside assistance. So, which is a thing just running do, students it, like, more into the ground is is definitely another <clears throat> mantra for the Republican Party. Well, yeah, because so. they fucking hate academics because academics say things like oh you know we did You're a study and, wrong. and actually it turns out that like maybe gender is way more complicated than we think it is if you do right or oh maybe one of the best ways to deal with poverty is like give poor people the things they need instead of telling them to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and then like you know stomping on their fingers when they try to climb out of the fucking canyon hell canyon of death they're in while you pee on their face oh oh it turns <laughs> out that doesn't help them get out of poverty you know they fucking hate this and, and their politics are driven by this bullshit resentment, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, the most important thing to me about this Welfare tax bill, queen, my man. Welfare queen. Exactly. The most important lesson here, and let's also remember, it's not been passed yet. Now the House and the Senate have to work together to make it happen. We'll see if oh, that's it's gonna, possible. No, it'll, it'll get through the House, no problem. It, it, it was the Senate that was the major inhibition, at least how, how yeah, I Yeah, it's just, it's just if the House will accept all, all the Senate things. And we'll have to see. I, I also think it's probably going to get through in a relatively unchanged form. Um, but hmm. But the lesson here should be for everyone on the left, motherfuck anyone who wants to talk to you about goddamn com compromise with these ghouls in the Republican Party. Right. Don't give a shit about it. You want to know how to deal with the Republican Party and compromise? Just say, fuck your mom. No, <laughs> you are either going to work with us or we're going to find a way to do it ourselves. That is the key thing here. Right, right. And... Uh... Man, it's a, and, so and, much of it being paid for by limiting health care aid, you know, uh, uh, eliminating personal exemptions, expanding the child tax credit. You know what I mean? Raising the ceiling on that to five to making five hundred thousand dollars instead of like one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Well, you just don't even need these types. And granted, these are also like much more smaller tenants of the bill. They did one. Hey, one redeeming part of the bill. 
What? One thing that I like about the bill is that they increase teacher deductions. Teachers who buy their own supplies in the classroom may deduct up to $500 instead of $250. Granted, that's not dick, but it does give us a nice segue into the next <laughs> into the into our Oklahoma piece. We'll talk about that later, y'all, but yeah. it necessarily was just like I was like, "Oh, well, there's a little pat on the back for you to like, doubling that shit." But holy the, uh. the one good news out of the bill. Um, now, well, there's also another one other piece of good news, and that was, did you read all of the proposed amendments to the bill and like which ones were passed and which ones were not? Like, did, were you keeping up on that? No, 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 no. One of the proposed amendments uh, had to do with uh, claiming um, unborn children as entities. Um, oh, yeah, for tax I remember that. Deduction. They, they wanted to, to get some language in that says uh, fetuses are people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they luckily that didn't pass through, and that was that was blocked pretty handily. But that was one of the uh, uh, whole, like a uh, hold your breath, tighten your butthole, scary parts of this bill for sure. Yeah. And so we thank God that's gone. Um, thank God that is gone at the very least, because you're not you're also not allowed. One of the tenets of the bill of, of passing the bill to the House and uh, the Senate was that you're not allowed to add any amendments that are not in either bill once one of them gets passed. So. Yeah, which, the, the fact that, well, and that, that's how this process works, so that they don't have to get sixty votes in, the, um, so that they don't have to uh, beat a cloture vote, which means uh, beat a um, filibuster in the Senate, um, which is good. You know, I, I don't really trust like American institutions, especially at the federal level, and like that kind of like norm shit. Like politics is all about norms, and the rules are always going to be bent to fix like. F- fit in with norms rather than like the norms fit the rules or something but i'm really glad that um you know there it would be much harder for them to do this um Mm -hmm. you know to be able to make this as shitty as possible so uh moving on to oklahoma news today um there's something related to our own tax problems that i is is really important i think um and the Tulsa World put out an editorial about this, um, which is it really kind of hits the nail on the head. We're not doing a, a reading list of this editorial or anything. We're just doing the story. And it's about this uh, organization called the Oklahoma Incentive Evaluation Commission, which um, was created in 2004 mm-hmm. to like show, you know, be like, oh, what's going on with um, the wide array of economic incentives we have in the state of Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what they were evaluating was this incentive where you can exempt profits from the sale of Oklahoma-based property and stocks uh, as like a full deduction, right? So, so you don't pay anything on them, right? Mm-hmm. And the incentive commission, the Oklahoma Incentive Evaluation Commission has the specific responsibility of looking at state economic incentives and saying, are they doing something economically valuable for the state of Oklahoma, right? That's the fundamental mm-hmm. idea. Um, right. And it's, it's a four-person board, and they had somebody do some research on this, right? And what they found out when they were doing this is that this specific incentive, right, mm-hmm. makes the state about $9 million in additional tax revenue, and it costs the state of Oklahoma. Uh, just, just ballpark how much you think this cost the state of Oklahoma, Parker. I know you read the story, but just like if if you hadn't read the story, what did you? What would you guess? I actually didn't didn't read this story. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> so, so just take a fucking so, guess. <laughs> uh, you said what? It's uh, it's estimated an incentive created an estimated nine million. Yeah. Um, how much does it cost? I'd go ahead and say ninety million. You know, like, let's go with a solid ten times the number. Okay. Okay. Ninety million. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my final answer. We should, y- you 
are very wrong. It is fifty more than fifty times that oh. amount of money. It has cost the state four hundred seventy-four million dollars in tax revenue, according to a Jesus. consultant hired by the Incentive Evaluation Commission. Um, That's uh, not good. Not good. Think think about that for a second, right? That is literally fucking literally. $465 million negative dollars in the state of Oklahoma's coffers, right? We have right. a budget hole right now that is, you know, to the tune of like $600 million or somewhat, right? If we just ended this fucking thing, that would be a massive way to get around it. And yet, the Oklahoma Incentive uh, Evaluation Commission voted three to one to say that we should keep that incentive around. Uh, uh. Like, what do you say to that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, what do you actually say to that? And the cherry on fucking top of this, right? Mm-hmm. The fucking cherry on top of this. Bullshit. Is this, is, this, is this the bullshit bit? Like, the one that's supposed to make me laugh? You know? Because it's not. It's, it's really no, making me no, just cry. this is the worst one. Uh, <laughs> only Oklahoma stories are only cry stories this week. Um, because right. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. 86. Oh. Yeah, okay. Normally it's cry time. Okay. Uh, the reading series <laughs> is going to be fun. The reading series is going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but 86% of those tax breaks, so like that full exemption, goes to people making over $200,000 a year, right? Oh, so nobody's paying taxes at all. This is good. No. I like this. No. It, it, literally, rich people are looting the state of Oklahoma. That is like expressly what this thing does. Um, and this is the exact fucking same mythological bullshit that is going on in dc right now when it comes to taxes right it is just a way for rich people to pocket fucking money and then say oh poor people they don't work or some let me guess let me guess some some republican fuck fuck right is gonna sit here and be like this uh, incentive promotes investment for companies to come to Oklahoma uh, to make uh, the economy grow and shit. Don't you see? We got Devin. We got uh, we got some Chesapeake. You know, we got all this oil. You, you know, you, you get a little shaky, shaky going on every now and again. Really? You know, it, 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 it little you get a little bit of shaky, shaky that every now and again. Which l- literally what the commission <laughs> said. The three people said they said, "Oh, the incentive promoted investment in Oklahoma companies is pretty economic growth." Literally not true. How, how did I? <laughs> I guess how did I, I genuinely 100% didn't read the story I've been slacking I drove all the way back from Austin yesterday so I only really got to do a lot of stuff into the you know I mean into the, into the federal stories this time uh, this this week I did get some some stuff about like the, the mythos and in, in Oklahoma cuts in education but I guess we'll get to that here soon yeah so but, but that's that's absolutely insane it's like just... I mean it's it's not it's not really like like out of out of too out of whack in terms of how Republicans characterize things in the state of Oklahoma because they literally don't need justification for just about anything. Um, I don't understand Republican voters here in the state of and I mean I, I don't understand Republican voters writ large, but like it makes the sense. fact that okay, they can if, stand on this platform of mythos, right? That is just like if you are if you are Donald Trump, like literally bragging about having a boat that's made of pure gold which is a real story i've heard from someone that i have every reason to believe was actually on his boat once right like (laughs) like, if you are someone like that you buy this because it makes you richer if you're literally and you should vote for republicans but that is like literally literally a one digit percentage of the population of the united states and that is probably like 50 people in nichols hills that like 
you know, <laughs> like it, it would take less people getting shot than got shot in Las Vegas to actually kill all these people, right? In the state right, of Oklahoma, absolutely. And, well, I'm just saying that you'd think that like <clears throat> all these people with all these investment opportunities, right, that are putting all this backing would just hire some writers, right, to make them a better mythos of what is going on than just, ah, oh, tax breaks make economic growth. Because, like, because I understand they disregard, they, disregard the, <laughs> they disregard the mountain of evidence, and they just don't care. Well, so I get they it. they even but do have people just, to do that. Like, the fucking Koch brothers have made some fucking bullshit university in fucking Virginia where they're supposed to do this research. That's all the heritage of the Cato Institute is. And they can't even make this shit work. They can't even be like, right. yeah, this actually spurs gross, because it's literally not true. Oh. And that's what this story is, is that a political organization made by the people of Oklahoma in a vote to say, is this shit actually doing good for our economy? Literally said, oh, but we think it does do good for our economy when there is a 465 million difference between the good that could be happening to our economy and the amount of money that people are making off this, like, and the amount of tax revenue that it's actually bringing in. You know? Right. It is... <sighs> that is how... How, how are these people chosen on this panel? Is it, is it a, an appointee system? Is it somebody that can, they can get voted out on? I'm not actually familiar. Uh, yeah, you know? I think they're Who can just I bombard appointed? with spam phone calls? Uh, you know, they have a website. They have a phone number. Um, they just don't answer the phone. I feel that. Yeah, I'm sure they don't answer. Well, probably because they can't afford to have a secretary since uh, there's $474 million missing from our tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to lead with this story for Oklahoma because it, it sets the background for our next Oklahoma story. Um, and oh, it's if, the best. If you thought that that was the sad story. This is the actual sad story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some study came out saying, oh, you know, uh, what's going on with funding for uh, education, right? In the right. state of Oklahoma and in the country in general. And Oklahoma, again, because this has been going on for a while, um, leads the country in cutting funding to education, right? Since, huh. since 2008, since wait, the recession... Wait, 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 what? Yeah. We cut education in Oklahoma? I thought four-day four day school weeks, you know, were just for the kids' benefit. Yeah. Oh, no, it turns, out, it turns out the fact that one in five <laughs> school districts in Oklahoma had to go to a four-day school week so they could afford to fucking pay their own bills. Oh, not just a choice. Um, no, actually yeah, just I the thought. hard economic reality of being unable to afford to run. Um, that's good, you know, and hey. just anticipate, you know, that definitely wants to bring, you know, big businesses in to, you know, sort of invest in Oklahoma, right? So they can send their kids to these schools. This is like literally- I know you already did the thing on the petrol feet, which I just thought was absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? But like, it's oh. like it's, it's literally a problem for business. Businesses don't want to locate, you know, their offices in Oklahoma and shit, no matter how fucking nice we make the tax the tax incentives for them, no matter how much we fucking spit in the face of logic when it comes to the tax programs, because people who work for them don't want to move to Oklahoma and, and have their kids go to schools like this. I mean, since the Great Recession, Oklahoma has cut poor student funding by 28.2%. And the second highest cuts were from Texas at 
Sixteen point two percent. Okay, hey, that is we are twelve beating, percentage we're, points we're more. We're beating cut. Texas. We're beating Texas. Okay, okay. I don't want to hear it. You know, I this is one time when I wish everything was bigger in Texas because I wish their public, I wish the public school funding was bigger in Texas so that University of Texas at Austin would have less money um, to claim to be good at football. <laughs> um, but like this, this is, I mean, this is the, this is the thing that happens, right? We have this bullshit where people say this fucking fake news shit about how tax cuts for growth, oh, they'll create the growth necessary to cover the tax hole. And then what that really does is let us cut essential services, especially those services that affect the worst off in our society. And right, and not only that, but I mean, there's there's definitely a tie-in to the to the oil industry here a little bit more than people want to readily admit. There's I, I did a little bit of a bit of looking into this uh, this morning before we started talking, and there was a couple of the Tulsa World actually put out an additional article that I uh, talked about mythos that hurt sort of the education debate in Oklahoma, right? And a lot of that uh, Republican representatives, especially one from Broken Arrow actually, um, who called the rec- the reports of declining school funding fake news. What? You know what I mean? So like. It, they, they, they keep sitting here pretending like education funding hasn't been cut. They sit here pretending like 97 school districts out of Oklahoma are having gone to four-day weeks, that 34 million education cuts this year alone didn't occur. They blame, like, even fucking Tommy Laren, bro. Why is her name coming out of my mouth? Uh, and other, like, sort of talk show hosts try to shift the blame onto teachers as be- and, like, administrative officials, right, as being, like, these massive sponges of, of uh, ac- like, academic waste, right? When teachers, on average, make 35000 a year with upwards of even, like, 2000 of their school dollars going to for them paying for their own school supplies. Well, and so often here in Oklahoma, too, this idea gets pushed, oh, we need to cut the waste in schools, we need to cut all the spending. And if you ask anybody who works at the schools, and Mary Fallon put out a thing with the, um, you know, with the fucking budget crisis we're having, and she was like, uh, schools need to find a way to cut more spending. And the people who work at the schools are basically like, if we cut more spending at this point, it's like literally going to be like 50 student classrooms, like a 50 to one student to teacher ratio. It's going to mean that we all have to go to a four day week, even, you know, TPS and mm-hmm. OKCPS and shit like, and it's just like, what? What the actual, how do you want to live in a society where the parents you have determine if you get access? And already, before we even talk about the fact that like school district funding is predicated on property taxes in in a given area, et cetera, et cetera. Before we talk about any of that shit, like just cutting stuff like that. Yeah, it's super fucked up. But just cutting to the point that the funding increases don't even cover normal inflation in a year, which is what happened in 2017, right? Hey, bro, bro, $2 per pupil increase, right? Which $2 per pupil. Literally doesn't match up, doesn't keep the funding equal with inflation. It's just insane. Like, how right. do we have these people running our state, doing anything in our state without, like, and, and I mean this seriously, without people taking pitchforks and torches, and lynching them, you know, stringing them straight up like they're Mussolini or something. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I was always an advocate, right? The George Carlin, R.I.P., um, would all, was always, not that I, I, I agree with everything he says by any means, but he would talk about, um, you know, um, executing white Republican bankers, you know, uh, like, like, uh, like, uh, what's his, like, a, like, biblical style, right? Uh, like, feet up, head down at the halftime of the Monday Night Football games. And, so uh, we can combine the two. We can combine the two into, you know, halftime show. 
And I mean, why, you know, them and politicians, them and the politicians that do, why would we not do that? You start like, executing one white Republican banker, you know what I mean? Every, you know, or, or one every fucking Speaker McCall, mm. every OU football game, you know, they would fucking learn to stop doing this. And of course, we're not actually advocating for violence or something like that no, no, in, no, in this no, sense. No. But like on a real level, what they are doing is radically more violent in a way than something like that. Because they're literally yeah, just letting all this structural violence go unabated. Yeah, is absolutely appalling. They're stealing the future from anyone who is not born to super rich families in the state of Oklahoma, and and they're doing it with a fucking smile on their face while they lie about how it helps the state's economy. Um, and not only that, but like they, they the the cost of all of these tax cuts and huge like are just. It, They've basically overwhelmed any attempt to raise revenue by by all of the oil and gas. Not to like bring us back to Chesapeake and Devon, but to, to literally we'll, we'll, like we'll with all of the yeah with all of the like like tax breaks for oil and gas producers. You know what I mean? Like it, not only it it it, it is an, a very causal relationship in teachers going out of state because they can make a, like I have I have friends who were primary and secondary education majors at OU where we where Carl and I are both you know graduated alum, from alum. and alumnus. And um, they can make like they they told me straight they were like oh there is absolutely no way I'm teaching in Oklahoma not only because of how garbage the education standards are because of how shitty the actual pay is right but because they can make up to 150 percent starting salaries in places like Arkansas and like Kansas you know what I mean in those types of schools that where they there's they just literally I, I, I think it's like better benefits and I think it's like Delaware where if an Oklahoma teacher moves there like or like you just start there instead of Oklahoma you start. Like your pay jump is twelve thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, nearly fifty k, and here at Oklahoma it hovers around thirty five. And that's, I mean, and, and that's that's like the average or median. You don't start there. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, okay? An individual in Oklahoma making thirty five thousand dollars might not be able to save that much, and so on. Might have trouble paying off student debt, but thirty five thousand dollars for an individual, like at a starting position, is not great. But it's not, you know. It's not terrible in the way that, like, it's starting at, like, $28,000. Like, you can't fucking live on that, okay? Right. Um, but one of the things you mentioned, uh, you talked a little bit about it, um, mm -hmm. oil and gas companies, and, and that is a really good segue to our conservative reading list, uh, which I am very excited about this week. Uh, I, I went back to our good friends at the Oklahoman, but I decided to go spicy with it and mm. get something not from the editorial board, something that actually is a bit more offensive than the editorial board. Uh, they apparently have a oil gas advocate column in their editorial section. Um, Jesus. Which already tells you, it tells our listeners everything they need to know. Um, but the best part, before we even start this, is that the guy's name is Chad Chad Warmington. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way this is real. There's no well, way the dude's you, name is Chad Warmington. You look at this guy, and he looks like somebody, like, okay, Parker, were you ever there on Cancer Corner at OU when fucking mm. frat daddies would drive by and yell, like, get a job at us? Do you remember that? With, like, five of fucking them sitting in, like, the back of their truck? Yeah, yeah, they'd were drive by and just scream, get a job. It's like, I didn't even understand. It's well, yeah, like, and yeah. it's like, none of them have a job because their dad bought them a new, like, F-150 with, like, birthing hip. 
to go to college, yeah. even though all they're going to do is fucking get seized the whole time because they're going to kill all their brain cells, drinking themselves to death while they, like, look the other way at their friends who date rape people. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, so, so, so these shitty fucking people who yelled, get a job at us, all of us who have mm -hmm. to work to support our addiction to smoking, right? Um, yep. He looks exactly like what one of those people look like. After he 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 definitely has a very like punchable face. In if I name. can use that, like his his name is Warmington, which is an absolutely phenomenal pun, and probably should be the is in the name of the podcast. I don't know what y'all you know what I mean how how y'all come up with the names, but we got to include it somewhere. But he he's also the type of white dude who just has like is 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 overwhelmingly white, has like a really flat large blockhead and his face his face is just very punchable to me he and it like just the kind it of white person feel... that would say something like oh why do black people get their own history month <laughs> you know yeah and i just i feel that my hand would you know very much hit something that is like a very solid flat surface if i would you know and then i'm not a violent person but i just you know i mean honestly like everybody listening just google chad warmington right Jesus. Uh, but but let's get into the article. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm gonna shit on his tie for a second because he has stripes on stripes. And please learn how to fucking yeah, dress, that, that's just a, Well, okay, that's indicative get, of, at the of what's very going on. least. Get a pocket square, bro. Like I'm not even that huge into like bougie suits, but mm. also like if you're gonna do the stubble thing, shave your neck, man. Come on, <laughs> it, it looks bad. Um, let, let's get into it, right? Um, right. <laughs> So we're just going to leave the top of it because he basically is like, oh, my God, we're getting taxed. Um, uh, and so here's what here's where it gets good. Right. He says it's alarming that significant economic policy decisions this year have been based on hope and not facts like the Republican tax bill or the Oklahoma Economic Incentive <laughs> Commission's decisions. Um, not what he means, though. Um, right. So he continues. Right. Here are a few facts Oklahomans should know. Um, and then he's got a bullet point list of what? One, two, three, four, five things. Um, and just, just listen to this first one, right? This is, this is amazing. Um, we don't even write this. This is literally what he wrote. Um, the oil and natural gas industry has been the brightest ray of hope for our economy this year. <laughs> Which is like, okay, that, that's not good. Uh, but, but let's continue with it, right? Uh, between January and August, the industry created more jobs than any other industry in the state. These 5,000 right. new energy jobs mean more corporate and personal income taxes that the state collects, as well as increased local sales taxes from new economic activity. Okay, you know, fundamentally correct in a certain mm -hmm. sense, but I remember very clearly in my last semester at OU, when I was working at the uh, call center calling alumni for money, <laughs> that we literally had the president of uh, the Oil and Energy College or whatever the fuck it's called come in and be like, hey, so um, the oil industry every 18 months uh, stops making any money whatsoever. And so they're probably going to fire about 20,000 people and you're going to call them. And when you're on the phone with them, keep asking them for money. Don't give a fuck about the fact that they just lost their job and they're still massively in debt. doesn't matter. They'll get their jobs back in a couple of years, a year or two or something like that. That's what this is. These are not new jobs. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right. these, are, these are the people they fired when oil, oil prices tanked earlier. Um, mm -hmm. So when he says this, it, it's a lie. It's literally a lie. These are all people that they are hiring on shittier conditions that they let go a year or two ago. 
Um, and it's not to mention it's not to mention also <laughs> that a lot of like however many thousands of lawsuits we got for wages that went unpaid, you know what I mean, and overtime that yeah. went unpaid during those types of periods as well. So uh, increased local sales tax and income tax, you know, when you don't pay the people that the I'm, I'm sipping on tea right now. Um, <laughs> well, and also just this phrase like the brightest ray of hope for our economy this year. Ignore the earthquakes. Brightest ray of hope for our economy, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the economy is not shaky at all, y'all. Okay? No. It, <laughs> it, it's, the ray of hope is not shining through this smog that is what we are causing it's globally actually, for global um, warming. <laughs> the ray of hope is shining through the cracks in the ground directly out of hell. <laughs> um, but, but, but let's keep going, right? Um, right, right. Okay, bullet point number two. I'm ready. Our industry still has work to do to lead the state to a full energy recovery. Oklahoma's drilling rig count recently... Is that a pun? I don't even know. Like, he's not... He's a very bad writer. Like... I don't know if he's trolling, you know, or not. I, I'm definitely trolling, trolling right? but... Um, yeah, gotta be. Okay, and so he says, um, Oklahoma's drilling rig count recently hit a seven-month low, and our rig count remains 40% lower than November 2014. Many factors stand in industry's way... Uh, but the greatest hindrance is the unstable business environment created by action and rhetoric at the Capitol. Um, okay, so one... <laughs> I, I, let me just let me just real quick. Um, so I rhetoric directly translates to rig count being down. Which oh, but they're still hiring people, even though their rig count is massively lower. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, also like the layperson reading this, right? At the, I, I'm just just coming from me. Right, like the the the, the layperson reading this in news, okay, is like, oh, f- motherfucking rigs down. We gotta have more rigs. How do we? How do we? You know, solve the problem? Oh, it's but yeah, it's because y'all talking about bad on rigs. You know, hmm. what's that's, also that's, that's, that's like I don't understand where the congruency happens in this point at all. Well, and what does rig count fucking tell us, right? Like, okay, rigs may be down, but rigs are also a lot more efficient, and fracking rigs cover more ground because of how they work. And you know, it's like okay. Mm-hmm. What does this actually tell us, right? Nothing. It's no economic number other than, oh, there are less rigs, even though supposedly they're doing well enough that they're hiring 5,000 new people. Okay. Indeed. Um, but they're not, they're not working on rigs, so. Yeah. And you then know. also this... We got 5,000 people, they're hired, we're like, what? Well, and they're just sitting here all standing around like, what the fuck do we do? We don't have a rig to work on, you know? So yeah. It's just, we got to fix this. This is where we're going. Okay, we're, we're two of five. We're two of five. I got you. Uh, okay, I, I see where he's going with this. We, we, we got to get rigs for these people to work on. We got we to gotta build more rigs. Um, but I can, then he I can also be says, his speechwriter. Like how he ends this, right? The greatest hindrance is the unstable business environment created by action and rhetoric at the Capitol. No, it's fucking not, okay? Oh, you you want to know how to fucking make money? You don't millions and millions in tax break? The less than 1% tax rates for the biggest Oklahoma oil companies? Like, hey, um, let's be entirely fucking honest. Like, oil companies work on a global market where the goods prices are determined globally regular, they can't fucking do anything about the like, price of oil like, and that determines how the shit how this economy works <laughs> oh man um, yay facts okay. yay facts I, I also was a petroleum engineering major for a semester at ou we have the third best petroleum engineering school behind that's why the big old oil contributors are here by the way is because ou has the third best tu has the second best of uh, oil petroleum engineering school in the world i realized very quickly i didn't give a shit about rocks yeah, you know, and that's good. basically all it is, is, you know what I mean? I, I hope to love something someday as much as my geology professor did love rocks because dude was like fascinated by the motherfuckers. He, like a, he was a rock just, furry. I mean, like, no, bro, hate, he, like, if that's your thing, it's just. Yeah, no, no kink shaming. All right. We're just rock shaming yeah. here. All right. Um, and... <laughs> Wait, that's kink shaming. That's kink shaming in context. Okay. 
fuck the rocks. Okay, let's calm down. He doesn't. He okay. might. I don't know. Okay, but he's he fucking him a, through the hole caused by the earthquakes that the the, just, the ray, a ray of hope is shining. Yeah, no, no, the, the earthquakes help him with the thrust. You know what oh. I mean? So, oh. yeah, you see where? Yeah, exactly. But no, um, basically, he he took us all down. He he was like a. He was this this like real skinny white dude who had a middle part, like small wire rim glasses, took us down to the Arbuckle Mountains in southeast Oklahoma and just drops to his knees one time and is like, <gasps> do you all see what this shit is around us? We're like, yeah, it's fucking rocks, man. They make up yeah, literally okay, everything. Okay. Like, you see how he acts? That's how these fucking people that work for the oil industry act whenever they hear the phrase like GPT decrease, right? Except they just fill their pants with jizz. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, but, but let's go on to point three, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Um... Oklahoma's current energy industry is best compared to Texas. The GPT rate in Texas is 4.6% for oil and 7.5% for natural gas, but the Texas comptroller... Uh, yeah, that, that's a weird fucking word. It's apparently pronounced controller, but it's written comptroller. Okay. Publicly acknowledges that incentives for natural gas drive its rate down to 1.5%. This makes Oklahoma's effective 5.3% rate today higher than Texas. Okay. Except, you know, fine. I don't really give a shit. Um... If you want to make money off oil, you have to get it out of the ground. And if you own the rights to the place, you definitely have money, cash, right. and oil futures. So you have to get it out of the ground. Or you're going to get uh, fucking Lehman Brothers on your back asking for your money. So fuck off. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's continue. Absolutely not. Um, and stop talking about Texas, please. We don't like... Yeah, we're yeah, trying to compete with Texas. Texas. I get your sentiment. You know what I mean? But uh, Jesus, yeah. continue. Uh, point four. Tax consumer groups continue to circulate a 2016 study by the state of Idaho that cites Texas full tax burden on production at 8.3%. The study achieved this number by marrying Texas GPT rate with the average property tax rate that the state also applies to production. The effective property tax rate in Texas is twice that of Oklahoma. To advocate for Texas's method of taxing production would mean to advocate for a significant tax increase also to Oklahoma, also to Oklahoma's property owners. That's a really poorly written sentence. But most importantly, instead, if we... You know, one, that goes against what he just said at the, in the bullet point before where he said, oh, their effective tax rate is actually 1.5%. No, apparently it's 8.3%, which he like fully admits, right? Um, right. And then he says, oh, if we want to increase it like that, he, he, what, he, what he implies here is that the only way that we could do that is the same way that Texas did it, which is just not true. We could also just say, okay, you're going to pay 8.3% on gross production now. Um, and then this problem that he has where he's like, oh, no, Oklahoma property, you're going to have to pay higher taxes, just goes away. Like, it's fucking nonsense. Yeah, not, not even that, sense. but it's also like how many, gosh, not to bring this back to my family, man, this is therapy time. Um, but my, 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 my mom's side of the family from some small podunk town, they're, they're, they're getting fracked, all right, um, out in, uh, outside of Enid right and we've she's been her and i both have had to been negotiating with these with these oil you know what i mean oil baron like a uh, sort of owners and there's uh, trying to give any sort of empathy right trying to empathize at all with 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 property with property owners or making like this this appeal to making it seem like you're on their side or whatever is absolute garbage because of what has happened with a lot of her neighbors around where they literally are like oh we're the oil and gas industry um state government can you just like co condemn their property you know what i mean because they yeah. won't sell it to us Which and slash like or do a thing of oil, and, of, of oil in oklahoma because that's what the bureau of indian affairs did to native american like the yeah. osage the osage are are in one of the best economic positions of any tribes in the state because they, they retain the rights to their mineral rights as a tribe instead of it getting parceled out to individuals who the Bureau of Indian Affairs declared incompetent and then letting white people buy it. Like, there's a history of using the government to make a profit off people who refuse 
to give in to the fucking corporate goddamn Borg here, okay? Yeah, yeah so not only is it just, like, inane because he, he contradicts himself, but it's also incredibly disingenuous to try to empathize, like, to try to get these, like, make it seem like they're empathized with property owners, bro. Your name, your name is Warmington. Yeah, your name <sighs> is Chad Warmington. And also, once again, yeah, fucking it's Chad. literally not true what he said. <sighs> but let's go to the last yeah, bullet point yeah, and, sorry. and finish out the article, okay? Um, right, right, right. Instead of a property tax on production, Oklahoma levies corporate and personal income taxes on the oil and natural gas industry, unlike Texas. Nice. Better than Texas. Fuck Texas. Uh, yep. This method of taxation... Oh, God damn it, iPad. Why'd you have to... Why do you have to go to the lock screen right now? Um, okay, we're back. Um, this method of taxation provides revenue for the state even when energy prices collapse. Sounds like a good thing. That sounds like a way to actually keep money in our in our state government so we could fund so, our services. Sounds like it's services. a really um, bad idea that you decided to predicate your entire <laughs> livelihood on a non-renewable resource. Sorry that I'm giving you life advice here, but yeah, continue. It's almost like an important reason why Venezuela's economy has been doing shit is because global uh, oil prices tanked. Almost like Oklahoma's economy is doing shit because global oil prices tank and individuals don't get Control that because the market is bigger because it's totally global. Um, but to continue, and not only that, but because OPEC controls eighty percent of the oil within yeah. the world, and they're like, we can set the price of whatever we want. Yeah, we can, you we piss off the Saudis, we tell you to go fuck yourself, yeah. and fucking ourselves, we have. But to finish finish out this point, right? In 2015, when drilling activity hit a seven decade low, corporate and personal income tax collections from the industry were more than eight hundred million dollars, outpacing GPT revenue. Okay, cool, fine. That that's good. I would I don't even know why that's a problem. Um, but let's let's just read out how he finishes this, right? Um, because this is the fucking golden one, right? This this uh. is this is good. This last little paragraph. Um, mm. As the state continues to face a budget shortfall, no amount of tax increases on the oil and natural gas industry will fix this crisis. <laughs> Oh, you mean from the less than one percent <laughs> tax rate for 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 Devon and Chesapeake? You mean no amount of increase, like a two percent or like a four percent? Are you just oh admitting to God. us that like you have to give us this money or you'll actually die? It's literally like it's literally just like please don't tax me. Except instead, I'm gonna say like, oh no, I literally don't know how economics work. Um. And then, and then he continues. Instead, unpredictable policy threatens to drive away our current progress. Wait, unpredictable <laughs> policy? You mean the most consistent tax breaks you've ever been given in the history of any yeah. state ever? You mean, you mean the fact that we can't fund our government because you fucking greedy shitbags want to keep all the money for yourselves? And you mean so no, all of literally sudden, like, for people, at like... least a decade. <laughs> at least a decade. It has been like near or less than 1% tax rates on these fucking oil companies and not only that but subsidies going to them as well what fucking type of unpredictable policy i want to say this about are this. you this, talking this, about this sentence is true insofar as like more than half of oklahoma's population is going to be affected if if it weren't for the governor not vetoing the five parts of the bill that we talked about in the last episode like mm -hmm. more than half of oklahoma would, would have been directly affected in terms of health care um and so, yeah, that's true. Unpredictable policy and the inability to fucking tax the dick off of companies like Devin and Chesapeake and Williams is, is what's threatening to drive away our current progress. But that's the total opposite of what he means. Um, and, and so he finishes it out. One can only hope that Oklahoma's elected officials are basing their policy decisions on facts and not hope. We know they're not from our we, yeah, first not, Oklahoma not story. Um, mm. And that's the kind of facts that this motherfucker, Chad... You know, I, I probably, like, throw rocks at the homeless Warmington uh, wants you to fucking believe. Okay, Chad Warmington, call up the show, please, and 
when Chad, you do, afraid go, of minorities, Warmington. Chad, lick my taint on an August day in Oklahoma, Warmington. Chad, who expects blowjobs but doesn't eat pussy, Warmington. <laughs> okay, if I had to caption what he looks like, that would actually be that's correct. You you hit the nail on the head. He probably Chad, has uh, a wife who thinks that she's satisfied with her fucking massive SUV and like expensive but still very tacky jewelry, but is really just like I want out. <laughs> Chad, who wears some really really short short American flag uh, swimming trunks every summer on his boat, Warmington. Mm. Chad, who like, like yells at his kids in public, Warmington. That's a good one. Uh, you can just keep this going if you want to. Uh, we we could, but we're we. We we got a long time. episode already today, so right. My bad. Um, <laughs> too many know, stories. Uh, too many good stories. Not enough stories. Not enough stories. shitting on yeah. Texas. That's for damn sure. You know, we should, we just need to do a shit on Texas episode next time. Next time the the Red River Shootout comes around, we'll do that. Um, but you know, Parker, uh, it's been great to have you on. I'm really happy that you got to do this with us. Got to come in for Adam this week. Thanks a lot, man. Um, no, for sure, for sure. I was about to say, I'll probably see you next week too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. No, we will be in touch. Um, but everybody else, uh, come check us out on Facebook. Uh, we're at www.facebook.com slash redstaroverok. Uh, tweet at us uh, any asinine bullshit you want at redstaroverok is our Twitter handle. Um, come check out our subreddit. You know, we post uh, some of the articles we use to write the show there. We always post a conservative reading series. You know, we're open to answering questions you all have that are broader than what we talk about in the show. We're open to discuss- discussing the show. Adam and I are literally on there 24-7 because we have no lives outside of the internet. Um, <laughs> that's reddit.com slash r slash redstaroveroklahoma. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud, redstaroveroklahoma. Um, you can also follow us on iTunes. Um, same name, redstaroveroklahoma. And you can email us any fucking bullshit you want. Redstar over all, okay, all the dick pics. Just a shit all, ton of we'll, dick we'll, we'll get us. We'll get a Snapchat handle as well for that. So. Oh yeah, we should do that. That might be a good <laughs> idea. Um, you know, last time I said email us dick pics was when you were on the show. Uh, so I'm glad that we're keeping that. I'm glad we're keeping that up. Um, yep. But most importantly, guys, uh, tell your friends about us. Um, you know, that that really is the biggest difference here because if you're listening to the show, you probably know some other socialists, and it makes a big difference. The more people we get listening to us, the more likely it is that we can elect, you know, like robot Lenin to the Oklahoma State House <laughs> from 2018 <laughs> or something. So tell your friends right. and rate and review us on iTunes. That makes a huge difference. The more you do that, you know, the more we get pushed up, and the more people are going to see us when they search for Oklahoma on iTunes. And you know that you have some dipshit fucking racist uncle. But only this is a podcast about Sooner Sports or Cowboy Sports that like looks up Oklahoma on iTunes every once in a while, and it would be fucking hilarious if you had to look up some fucking socialist podcast as a topic. <laughs> so rate and review us, guys, and um, uh, we'll talk to you next week. So bye.